0: Welcome back to the Starbase Indie Podcast, where we talk to and about people who are inspired by Star Trek or science fiction to work towards hopeful futures in the real world. So I'm here today with Jeff Bruce from Baby Boomer Rebellion. So Jeff, why don't you start by introducing yourself?
1: Uh, Hello, everyone. Um, I have a business, the Baby Boomer Rebellion, where I sell uh, collectibles probably from, you would say, the 50s on through the 80s some newer stuff, if it, if it relates. But um, I got started many years ago. I happened to have a high school that was right next to a drive-in movie, if any of you remember those. And on the weekends, they had flea markets. And so I would walk around there and uh, buy stuff. And pretty soon, like most collectors will tell you, you have more stuff than you know what to do with. And so I started selling. So it all started there back in the mid-70s. And I've done it off and on. And um little breaks here and there you get burnout. like in the 90s i had a shop and i was organizing conventions and plus doing other shows and so i had a burnout period after that but i've been pretty consistent like the last eight years doing shows and doing the internet so what types of
0: collectibles are your personal favorites
1: well the personal favorites i have are um i have three really comic books uh non sport cards like movie and t v shows and that kind of thing, uh not game cards, but those sort of thing, and uh model kits because I also put together model kits, and those are three areas I try to concentrate that's what I love to do uh you know, if I can make a living just putting together model kits, please let me know how to do it. I think oh, right. do I'd be inside all the time and out of this heat but <laughs> Uh, But but the comic books were probably a first love, because when I grew up, I kind of taught myself how to read. Well, the teachers came in handy and parents, but I was reading the Sunday comics and my parents never went very far in school, as most people my age will tell you, their parents probably didn't graduate high school or whatever. And so we had an old, huge dictionary and they would tell me, go look up that word if you don't know it, because we probably won't know it. And so I would find words here and there, and I would, oh, yeah, that's what they, and then, of course, gradually, I got into comic books and other types of books. When did you start selling at conventions? Um, in the 80s, go all the way back to the 80s, um, full-time. I did a kind of part-time, you know, as I got out of school and this and that and had a regular job and and did that stuff. And so I, so like in the late eighties, I, I started doing it more full time. And in the nineties, like I said, it was a very busy, I did everything in the nineties besides the, uh, conventions and organizing them. And I wrote articles for a different uh, hobby publications and, and had a shop for two years. And people ask me today, do you have a store? And I said, no, I had it 25 years ago before it was cool. (laughs) Back then it would say, well, you have a, what kind of shop, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, Today it's it, the problem with a, a store like that is you need to draw people in every week. And um and the new stuff does that, but the new stuff is very little money in it. And so you have to be very careful. Uh you don't very, make very much. And so that, that's I kind of stay away from that. And um, like I said, I, I do well enough doing the conventions and doing internet sales um on Facebook and other areas like that. So you said you used to run conventions. What kind of conventions did you use to run? Um, comic book conventions mostly. And they were, but they, you could buy a lot of different things there, like the cards. And I mean, I would sell the record albums, which I still do. And just anything related to collecting or, or music, movies, TV, comics, that sort of thing. Um, uh, science fiction, of course. And uh, I did those. I I organized shows. I did one in Cincinnati like once or twice a year. And then I worked for somebody else who who was not in the area, but they wanted me to run the shows in the area. And I did that for a year and then they decided to quit. So I took those over and I ran those for a couple of years. Uh, And then you had things like Marvel going bankrupt, which people won't believe today, but they did. And you had some other things like that. And and then, of course, I mentioned before, I had reached a burnout period. And so I kind of stepped away from it for a while and got back into it about eight years ago. And um, my kids were young and I wanted to be at home more. And so by the time eight years, I mean, they're in their 30s now, so I think they'll be okay. (laughs)
0: Don't worry about them. Burnout period. So organizing conventions is stressful, huh?
1: Yes. Yeah. Well I was I was and I had um noticed one time, I think it was in ninety-five, I had um what was it, 65 setups that year. There's 52 wow. weeks in a year. So yeah. you figure that out.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I, there was a one weekend I remember where I had set up um at a high school on a Friday night and some little thing they were having, and then I went to Louisville on Saturday and did a show and then in Indianapolis on the Sunday and then back home. And I had a, of course several weekends where I did Saturday and Sunday, two separate ones. Mm-hmm. And so you, you do that, you drive a lot, you're not home. Um, I don't mind the driving so much, but you know, like I said, it it it's easy to get into a rut. And and so um, like I said, the the kids were starting to get a little bit older and I wanted to be at home more. And um and I probably, and I never gave myself a vacation, seldom did it. And now I look back, you know, if you're gonna do something like that, you need some time off. And so I didn't have too much of that. So I know better now. Age, age and experience teaches you a few things if you listen.
0: Absolutely. So you've seen a lot of changes in the convention industry if you've been doing it for 30 years.
1: Right. Uh, particularly in like sci-fi and Star Trek type conventions, Mm-hmm. where you had back in the 90s. I went to a lot of them. Um, I would, any given week of the year, except maybe uh, Christmas or maybe Mother's Day or something like that, you could go to a Star Trek convention or a sci-fi convention in the United States in the, in the 90s. There was several every weekend somewhere You could, if you wanted to make the trip. And now today you have less than 10 In the United States, I mean, decent sized ones and, you know, ones that a couple of them hung around and stuff. And in the bigger cities, usually New York, uh, San Francisco, Chicago, Dallas, Orlando. But um, that's one big difference uh, of those type of conventions. The comic book conventions have gone either one way. They used to be a bunch of one day shows, maybe two day, but usually one day, um, but didn't and then you had a few big ones. Today it's a lot of big ones and a few like one-day ones, Hold, uh, held held, uh, excuse me, in um, like VFW halls or Holiday Inn or something like like that, uh, local. And uh, like the Dayton area, close here to Cincinnati, has a lot of those one-day. I have a couple of those coming up in that general area, and of course Indianapolis has a, a one-day conference convention about five times a year and they have a couple of big ones that come in um uh, one's comics and one it's uh, pop culture and so you have that mix today where there's probably more bigger shows than little shows it sounds weird but that, that's what it is i prefer the one day shows um yeah that way you know the longer hours you don't know if you can get people show up for two or three days in a row and the one day they know you're in you're in and out and it's good and they you know, it, and it's more affordable for everyone, really.
0: How have you seen changes in
1: just the last couple of years with the pandemic? Well, when, when the COVID hit, because everything was shut down. Mm-hmm. So immediately, my business, which is normally like 70, 30 conventions, you know, it reversed immediately to like there's no convention. So it was like almost 100% online. And uh, and I was going to the post office every day for an armful packages. And I was very grateful for it because without any conventions, it was it, it was tough and slowly it came back. And now it's back to where it was before, like a 70, 30, 80, 20 type thing where most of what I do is at the conventions. And uh, of course, the economics of what we're going through now, higher prices have affected that mostly the gas prices where people don't want to drive that far. To uh, to go to one of these because they're figuring, well, I've got to spend another twenty or thirty on gas. That's twenty or thirty I can't buy anything with, and mm-hmm. so they're probably not working with a huge budget anyway. Most people, and so I think it it's discouraging a few people. But uh, collectibles and a hobby, comics or sci-fi, whatever you collect, it's been through rough times before, and it'll be okay. I mean that that people just find a way; we'll, we'll survive it. If you had any advice for people who
0: were interested in getting into collecting what would it be Uh
1: as always as I've said for 30 something years buy what you like you know find something you like ask around uh you probably know what kind of stories you like uh, or what kind of movies you like or TV shows you like and you know it, is it adventure is it comedy is it action you know what sci-fi you know what is it and ask around uh what kind of materials out there for this and there's so there's so many uh streaming services today with their own programming and you can get on there and and see the different type of shows that you could see new you don't have to rely on network shows or hbo or something and so once you figure out what you like what type of story you like there's there's a comic graphic novel paperback out there for you And just buy what you like. And when you get into toys and stuff, it's the same thing again. Um, always, you know, have a budget for yourself. Don't go crazy and, um, shop around a little bit, look around. Um, but buy what you like and don't worry about if it's going to be worth something five years from now, because chances are, it probably won't be unless it's, uh, a uh, limited edition of figure or something like that, just to buy what you like that way you'll never be disappointed. That sounds like good advice. So
0: you're coming back to Starbase India as a vendor this year. What will you have with you? you well
1: have- I, I I like this convention uh, because it's affordable for me to do as opposed to one of the big ones like Vegas Vega or Chicago or Vegas something like that in uh, shorter drive and um, so I can bring all my Star Trek stuff out is it, it's one of the special things I do um, most dealers and stuff when they deal in this stuff will want to have Star Wars I mean it's very popular in itself and I do have some Star Wars items occasionally but I carry Star Trek items because very few dealers do much anymore um like I said it was so popular in the 90s and it was bound to hit a wall or die off or you know, uh but then it's coming back with the streaming shows and different things going on uh trek is 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 really coming back again and uh, and you see the uh, original tv series shown all over the place now and it's constantly getting new fans because i it's amazing how many people that are in their 20s will approach me and and um and just say they're they're crazy about this this series or the other series, whichever one. Everyone has a favorite series, and so uh, th- they want to collect that. And they they just don't know and they oh, what's out there. And I said everything's out there. I, to to till this day, I still run across items from the nineties that I never saw before, because they put out so much stuff, and it was good then. Uh, unfortunately, now most of it's not worth a heck of a lot. Um, so, if you want to get into Star Trek, there's a lot of stuff in the 90s you can collect. It really won't put much of a dent in your wallet. I mean, it's very affordable stuff, and it's cool stuff, and yeah, they got figures today. It looks just like William Shatner or, you know, whatever, but uh, like the Playmates line was very popular, and they did some nice ships and figures and different things, um, but uh, the 90s had a lot of Star Trek uh, stuff to plates. I mean, just magazines, tons of magazines, and and in uh, science fiction, because that's when the sci-fi network was really coming on. And um, and so it was a good heyday. X-Files is on and a lot of shows like that. And one of my favorites, Alone Gunman. I, I just love that show. I just thought it was quirky and uh, very strange. But um, yeah, it just. Um, it, it is I, I carry the Star Trek. Uh, well, I'm original Trekkie. Because I was there in the september sixty six um when that little salt creature started uh, sucking salt out of everybody mm-hmm. and uh, and so i was I was there from the beginning and um I'd always be a trekkie
0: so you said you like starbase indie tell me more about what you like about starbase
1: indie uh starbase indie i would go to it in the nineties when, when it was around, it's been around, it seemed like it's been long, around almost as long as me. That's a long mm-hmm. time. Um, and we had some it's, big it's, things in the nineties. Right. Right. And that's, that's good. And that's, that's good for that. But the main thing is the fans getting together with other fans and it's a very casual atmosphere and it's a lot of fun and you see old friends and maybe people you only see the once a year. And that's what it is with me, because like I said, they don't have these events much anymore. And to be able to get to one like that, that's affordable. Like I said, if I wasn't a dealer, I'd probably come out to it at least one day over the weekend anyway, just to see everything. Uh, because I, I still collect a few things. I used to have a house full of Star Trek stuff where my kids would come over with their friends and say, welcome to the museum. <laughs> and so I, it's not that bad anymore. I've, I've cut back, but I still like a few things here and there figure here or ship or something like that but um uh starbase indie is uh is great i just wish that there'd be more of those around fan run and will you care about it uh, the people that come and um it's just a lot of fun and like i said it's it it brings back a lot of memories for me
0: i do think we're kind of unique because we are fan run and that's a little bit different than some of the bigger shows that are run by people who are fans, but they're also for profit, you know, or 501c3. We don't have anyone on our on our volunteer staff that's making any money off of it. Um we just do it because we love to build the community.
1: And, 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 and that's I always love it when
0: people notice that and see that.
1: Right. And that's um and that's a good thing because some of the bigger ones we have people who are there because they're getting paid. They're only go so far, you know, they'll smile at you and say, how you doing? Take your money. But uh, in case there's an issue or there's a problem and there's always issues and problems, you know, that uh, they will only go so far because they only care about how much you're spending. And at Starbase Indie, people care about each other. And that's and that's a good thing.
0: I, I think so,
1: too.
0: So tell me where people can find you on the web.
1: Uh, Facebook. I have Facebook page, Baby Boomer Rebellion. Three words, uh, just those three words, and you type them in, and my page will come up. Mostly, you'll see on there, uh, I use it to post the new items that i picked up. Like this past week, i picked up a lot of old TV guides, and they're featured on there in a lot of Peanuts books. I carry a lot of different things, and record albums, and um, like I said, comics is probably the main thing, but uh, they're harder and harder to come by uh, people found out about them. And they all selling themselves on eBay or something. But um, I mention that is to get a hold of me through there before the convention. And if you're looking for something, uh, send me a list of what you're looking for. Because even though there's, it's a nice size space I have at the convention. I can only bring so much because I can only fit so much in the van. You know, I don't want to strap the stuff on top. You know, <laughs> but, but suboptimal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and so if somebody's looking for a particular thing, it may not be sci-fi or Star Trek, but if they're looking for something, I can pick it up. Like I said, I'm in Indy on a regular basis anyway, if they're local there. But uh, if maybe I saw something I had last year, I might not have it this year. That's another thing. And if there's certain things you're looking for, uh, just stay in contact with me, um, and particularly for the show, because like I said, it's nice to to know that I can bring something that people want to see because a lot of times it's guesswork. You just kind of, you know, based on my experiences, people buy this or buy that. And sometimes I'm surprised I'll buy something. Like I said, you, you, you'll you buy some boxes of stuff at an auction cause it was real cheap. And some something in it you think is nothing and people will, will almost fight themselves to get over and grab it and something else that you think will sell right away just sits. So it, it's, it's a little guessing game sometimes. But if people want to get a hold of me there and ask me other questions, too, about collectibles, I'll answer your questions. I tell you to do appraisals. I do those for free uh, of of about anything. Like I said, I I handle a lot of different things. If you go to my Facebook page, uh, you'll see all the different stuff that I handle.
0: Great. Well, I look forward to seeing you on the Starbase in a couple of months. And everyone go check out the Facebook page and see what he's got
1: in the interim. Live long and prosper.
0: Thanks for listening to the Starbase Indie podcast. To find more information about our live event this November, check us out at starbaseindie.org or on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. See you on the Starbase.